Hey everyone, Chris here. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Firehouse Studio Podcast. Uh, before I go any further, I have a theme song, so I'm very excited about that. So let's play this theme song real quick. Listen to Chris as he talks to musicians. Gonna talk about Weezer and the Mountain Goats. It's an audio format so you don't have to see him or witness the size of his massive nose. Welcome to the Firehouse. Yeah, that sounds like a theme song to me. All right, theme song contest is still going on. Currently, the winner and the only contributor is Jeff Linden of Jeff Linden and the Black Spot Society. Make a theme song, send it in. I'll be eternally grateful. All right, so what is this weird thing that I do? This is the Firehouse Studio Podcast, and what the idea is, it's a uh, podcast where uh, myself, Chris, your nasally host, sits down um, musicians and bands in the New Jersey music scene, and I get their take on their music, uh, where they're coming from, where they're going. I talk to them about the scene. I just kind of talk. We have an informal chat. We get to know each other. It's kind of a laid-back, fun little thing that I do. Um, so for this episode, I have on the one and the only inadmittable Mac, who's just a fantastic person, a bit of a weirdo, and just a wonderful musician. And uh, the reason that she's the first episode is because she kind of sort of forced me to do this by like incessantly texting me for a little while and being like, hey, can we do this podcast? Can I do a podcast? Can we do a podcast? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. But the thing is, I don't know if you know this, it takes a lot of work to do a podcast. So I had this brilliant idea where I was going to record this episode way in advance and then bank episodes. So I have like three or four episodes recorded and edited and ready to launch and then launch them all like in a row and then call it. And then the week that I was supposed to release it came by and I had not touched the episode. So clearly the plan just totally fell apart. That's not the point. The point is it's now July 6th. This podcast is coming out on the 7th. And then on July 8th, Mac is going to be doing her release show for her new EP at the Asbury Park Yacht Club, where you do not need a yacht and you do not need to be in the club. So come on down to that because it's going to be an absolutely fantastic show. Ernest is playing, so that's worth it unto itself. Brian finally released that. Okay. Um, so yeah, check out Mac. She's everywhere. We talk, we do all our plugs. Go see her release show. Check out the new EP. It's absolutely fantastic. On this episode, um, from the EP, we're going to be playing two songs. We're going to be playing Whirlbird, which is a song that I'm in the music video for for reasons that are slightly unclear. And then we're going to be doing Blue, which is one of my favorite songs. I'm addicted to that song, and I think I gush about it multiple times in the episode. Um, plugs. All right. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter, at Chris Doobie. Uh, I think we're on iTunes now. So check out the Firehouse Studio podcast on iTunes. Be kind to each other, get some sleep, and ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy the one and the only Mac.
There it is. So wait, you, so uh, let's, so, uh, okay, we'll start it by saying I'm here with Mac with the return episode, and I don't know if I remember how podcasts work, so I'm excited (laughs) to find out. Um, So wait, let's, you were down in Asbury, you were living in Asbury for a while? Uh, Bradley Beach. Okay. So talk to me, let's do timeline. What was going on? Um, Well, I moved there because I was working in Asbury like five days a week, and I just didn't want to drive. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to find a way to live there. Um that I can afford basically. So Which, yeah, it's it's that's a bit of a struggle. It's a it? lot, yeah. Um so my boyfriend Chris works in the summer, like for the summer and spring months at a racetrack. He does like the marketing photos video for at Mammoth? No, at um uh, Monticello. It's like a car like high end car oh, racetrack. What is that in Jersey? No, it's like upstate New York. So oh, okay. it's three hours from here. Jesus. So but in the winter the track is closed, so he's off. So that's why we were able to move in together. All right. For those like eight months. All right. So let's do like, how did you, so you were, the reason we're doing this is because you just like yesterday released the new album, mm-hmm. but this will come out in a month. Yeah. So, um, the new album is called Circles. Circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fucking great by the way, because I've had it for so long. Like it's one of the weird things, like I'm constantly <laughs> playing and like, I feel a weird, like I'm listening to like secret pop because no yeah. one else can listen to it, but like <laughs> my jams. Because you had the tracks yeah, for I felt, months. Yeah, I felt exclusive. Yeah. Having yours and having all Brian Herring's tracks make me feel Ooh, like... See, I don't even... I want to listen to all those. Oh, man. That's like... That's my like hidden gem. Yes. I think he's finally releasing them, though. Thank On God. Friday. Thank yeah, you. right? Like finally did that two years later. He's well, playing my release show. Yeah, he is, which this is so. the reason we're doing it, to plug the release show. When is yeah. that? Uh, July 8th July at the 8th. Yacht Club. At the Yacht Club. Beautiful. So, um... This is the second EP that you did, right? Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, so let's do timeline. When did you start? What's music going on? When did you start all that? Okay, well, I started a really long time ago. I have, I have a full-length album when I was... I recorded it when I was 16. Where's that? Did I not... Did oh, I that's, just miss that? That's gone. Is that gone that's forever? gone forever. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> so not that it was... It wasn't bad. It's just... I wrote those songs when I was so young, like... Mm-hmm. 13, 14 years old. So all the songs are really similar, lyrically, melodically. I wrote them all by myself. I didn't really have a band. I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I didn't know how to book a show. I, didn't, I had one show in a span of two years with a full album. I literally did nothing with it. And I just didn't know how. And you were then, also like, what, 16? Yeah. I, don't, I think you can... I don't know what happened. I think you can show some slack. Yeah, but I think if I had... If I asked the right questions, maybe it would. I would have had more shows. You would like, have been the next Hillary Duff. Uh, yeah, for better I don't or for know. Worse. Yeah, but if I didn't go there, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, so I'm very thankful for that process. All right, cool. And I learned a lot through it. But um, yeah, I started coming around here because um, uh, Dila Casino. They were friends with my boyfriend Chris and Sparta. They went to high school together. So we started going to their shows all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is like a band. Like, I can play shows. Like, they're the same age as me. What are they doing, you know? So I really liked their music, and I kind of wanted that vibe. I didn't know how to make it on my own, though. That's why Mackenzie Shea was so pop. Like, I literally, that's all I knew. I didn't Mm -hmm. know that you could be a rock band or have a rock sound by yourself. Yeah. You know, you can't. So, yeah, I just started going to a lot of their shows and, like, Dolly's and whatever, different bands around the area. And something happened with my... Oh, I didn't have a job. 
Yeah. Which when you don't have, like I, I was because I was unemployed for the past like three months. Yeah. Or, like now I'm recently employed, but like when you don't have a job, you can do anything in theory. Yes. Yeah. So, I didn't have a job, and um, I found out about Lake House Music Academy, mm-hmm. teaching children, and like two days a week or so, and I got exposed to recording in like a, a better studio and just more musicians that were in my realm and what I wanted for the new music. Mm-hmm. And so I started co-writing a lot and yeah, it just kind of turned into exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I mean, especially, uh, I can't remember what's the name of the old EP. Balance. Balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the two albums, there is a very hyper specific sound going on mm-hmm. in both of them. Like they find, they find what they're doing. It's like a continuation. But yeah. The new one is a continuation. So what, I mean, where's this music, where's like the sound, the sonically, where's this coming from? I just think I wanted a little more... I wanted to go deeper with the lyrics and with the sound, and I wanted them to match. Yeah. Because if I had you know, lyrics that were very personal or a lot darker than a 14-year-old you know, would write, I wanted to make sure the sound, that they were together. Mm-hmm. You know? So I just wanted more electric guitar, more grunge to it. Yeah. And I came in thinking, like, I want, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be, like, the next Grace Potter and, like, start screaming. But I I think I moved away from that. I don't want to scream anymore. I mean, I don't don't think, I feel like your scream is a very specific sound (laughs) that I'm not sure most microphones are able to capture. The first album, um, I feel like it's it's a little more, I, I guess the second one for me is it feels intimate in a weird way like it feels like yes like and I'm not interested in like you like breaking down lyrics and like this is what's bad and this is what's going on but there is a sense of like it's almost private what you're saying yeah about. the next one was way more personal yeah and I think the first uh, balance was I kind of wrote those songs about nothing I made them up in my head it was all yeah. imagination like not 90% of those songs are things that just I pulled out of thin air. Yeah. Not real experiences. Yeah. And then I could connect to them because it was like, I kind of wanted an alter ego, like I'm Mackenzie, but I wanted to be Mac, like this darker person. Yeah. And that's where that started. And then I was just, I experienced a lot throughout this past year. And I was just like, let me just tell the truth. Yeah. Like, this and is what I need to do. <laughs> and it feels like, cause we are, cause like there's a, an idea of like, with, you can do this thing where you can, try to feel personal and then it feels removed or you can try to get too specific and like, you know, you kind of lose it. And I think right. you struck this interesting balance. Um, you wrote all the songs in the new one with Josie, right? Nope. Just oh. one. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Whirly Bird is with Josie. Okay. So um, these songs were really just like you writing all on your own. Well, I had co-writers. On, I wrote them with one other person. Oh, okay. All that, the songs. That's clear. Okay. So yep. what, was, what was the balance between, what, what were you bringing in and what were the people that you were working with? Most of the time... I would come in with a full page of lyrics mm-hmm. and they would just start playing a chord progression or if they had something in mind and they would just play it, repeat it a couple times and I would just create a melody over it. Okay. So I have the melody and the lyrics and they would write the chord progression and the music. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I just wanted, I wanted to learn. I used it as a, le- a learning process mostly because I wanted to write like that on my own. I didn't want to have to depend on people. Yeah. So now I'm noticing that I'm pulling different ideas from the people I've written with and like I'm really liking the music that I'm coming up with on my own. So as I was saying, like this album, like it's I genre is a boring conversation, but like it's it's falling into this like 
dark pop, let's call it that yeah. for brevity's sake. Yeah. Where is there, is there like specific people you're pulling from? Where did the sound come from? Where did this, because um, it is, you're saying it is like, a, it's dark in a way. Like it's. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have, I was raised listening to classic rock mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. So, I saw you and your father do take it easy once. And that was, yes. that was remarkably yeah. cute. So my dad, he did music for a really long time. Um, when I think he was 14, he was the original lead singer of Twisted Sister. Um, okay, let's, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, so, but way before. Like, he created the name with them, started writing with them, they had shows, and then um, they wanted to start putting makeup on and crazy outfits, and he was like, mm, not really into it, and left. So he's nowhere to be found. He, like, there's a Twisted Sister documentary, and he might be in it, but... He's mentioned in passing. It's just like, it was way back. And that's where he started, kind of, because they were all from his hometown. Like, they were all friends. That's the strangest. Yeah. So he did music for a long time, like, record deal after record deal, and managers, and this and that. And it just, by the time he was 30, he started having a family, and he was like, okay, I need to move on. So he became a doctor. It's fine. (laughs) Went from Twisted Sister to a doctor. He was in... He formed Twisted... Your father formed Twisted Sister. Yeah. That's an actual statement you can say. Yeah. That's insanity. Yep. Wow. Okay, so, like, you were listening... So, like, he was bringing in, like... Was he, like, doing, like, the classic rock kind of sound? Yeah, for sure. He he was mostly a cover artist, Um, you know, around... Like, he would cover Bruce Springsteen really well, Jackson Brown, like, that era. Um, Eagles, things like that. But, yeah. I mean that's where I, that's what I was consumed with my whole life. And so how did you, but like again where did where did you start breaking off and where did you start cuz when you're doing yeah. this pop thing when you're like 14 this is like you were listening to like Yeah, I mean I loved like Britney Spears and like doesn't. you know. So and I was like really in that annoying pop age where you know I was listening to Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana. Like that was my yeah. age. Um so that's where the the pop came from and that's mm-hmm. where the loops all that inspiration came from. But, yeah, I just got older, and I really loved Fleetwood Mac, and I really loved Bruce Springsteen, Jackson Brown, and they all have, you know, a little grudge to them, mm-hmm. but I wanted a modern take on it. So yeah. I kind of wanted to mix, um, like, Grace Potter or Paramore with classic rock. Yeah. So that's kind of where it met together. Yeah, and the amalgamation comes out as, like crazy like yeah synth pop I, like, my, my favorite thing about all these songs is like they've all got like these hyper specific sounds like mm-hmm. um like for me like was it whirly bird is mm-hmm. that it? i keep on thinking wanting to say it's like is it whirly bird or whirly bird whirly bird mm-hmm. okay for some reason i keep thinking it's whirl bird like <laughs> the synth sound on that is like who is there's who a is, bunch of different synths on that. yeah but like the main one that like weird like lower one is just where yes. are these all coming from where was were these that, things that I were decided in the studio when yeah, you were like writing them on the fly yeah just like you were just kind of playing around with whatever yeah because we had like acoustic versions of the songs yeah had like one rehearsal went to the studio and like it just happens yeah. i mean they're all they're all fairly straightforward for what they are like there's nothing too complicated in there but like that's the nature yeah. of like straightforward pop is it right and know, i didn't want anything to be too complicated because yeah. i feel like um, that's just the most catchy thing. And I'm going for catchy pop rock music. You yeah. know, I don't want anything too complex because I'm just, that's just what I like 
to do, you know, I connect with them. Um, we talked about, you kind of mentioned briefly, like, there is this, like, alternate persona, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's, like, Mackenzie, who I'm currently talking to, and there's, like, Mac. Is there, like, a performance aspect to it, or is it just... Yeah, How developed like, do you think that is? I think I was, like, really trying to pull something out of me mm-hmm. that was just a little more... I don't know the right word. I don't want to say, like, sexual, but just, like... A more mature, kind of edgier, I don't care, this is my music, I'm going to sing it to you, and this is what our show is going to be, you know? Whereas in real life, like, yeah, I care about everything. Yeah. You know? But But I feel like. Yeah, I just wanted, with writing, I feel like when I go in and write a song by myself with someone, I literally, the lyrics on the page are not. I don't want them to just come from my perspective. Mm-hmm. So, because if they come from my perspective, I feel like it would be too easygoing. So, I want to just like add a twist on everything. And in that way, I felt like I needed to bring a different part of me out. Yeah. And it's more fun that way. Yeah. I mean, I mean there is, there is a, it's a different, it, there's like a different person that's coming in. Like, it's like a persona, like yeah, a different it, character. But like, there is like a, as much as we don't want to use it, but there's like a sexier, darker, human being that comes out to like is almost like exposing themselves and like it's interesting to find that balance between like what is me the person what is me the writer what is me the mac as a character yeah i think you find that pretty well but like i wonder like with lyrics like this like with these songs that like they're talking about intimate things like Mm -hmm. how do you find that removal how do you approach that does that question make sense yeah i mean sometimes these songs come from my dreams like my i remember every single one of my dreams and or that I, I think you know every single morning I wake up and I remember at least two or three dreams that happened last night. That's a little and it's crazy. That's indicative of something. Yeah, There's but something they going on there. they run my life. I literally will wake up and be like, "Wow, that's the answer to this issue." And some I'll run with what my dreams told me most of the time. Okay, and how's that been working <laughs> out for you in general? Pretty good. So far, so yes. good. Yeah. Just- well, it was. I mean, I had these dreams about waves for a long time tidal waves like Mm -hmm. I would watch them and they would literally just wash me away like anything and everything was gone including Mm -hmm. me it was just every single night I'd have a very similar dream about waves and I looked it up and it was like change water means change the ocean waves things like that something new is coming and that all of last year every single day something changed and it was like, I got a new job, or I started recording with a, with a new band, and I started writing with somebody, I released the EP. It was like, everything changed last year. And it, my dreams told me that before I knew it. It's crazy. All right. That's, <laughs> I, believe, I, mean, like, I don't know. I believe strongly in my dreams. I, like, I, I respect that because everyone has their own thing. I just, I just I caution you against being like, yeah, my dreams told me to do this. So I'm going to do that. Don't, maybe yeah, that's, that's yeah. the way you get like, burned at the stake as a heretic. Right. But like, no, that's, I mean, that's... But I like, look into them. I'll be like, oh, what does that mean? And it's usually very accurate. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So these songs, um, I, I imagine like Blue is like the song that came from that sense. Yes. Because there is, like, I, I, I could talk about that song all day because when you go to the major in the chorus, that's Blue really, is the... <laughs> that shit, that's the shit I do like. Yeah. If you looked it up, that's the shit I do like. Like, whenever I see you out, like, I tell people, like, just stick around for this chorus because trust yeah. me on this one. And it really is good. <laughs> and it's like, these songs, like, there's such a, like a, there's like such a, I don't know, I want to say like, a deep, like, not sorrow, not sadness, but, like, 
there's some kind of longing going on in all of it. Yes. And it feels like there are themes recurring in all the songs. For sure. And there's yeah. these, is this something you're aiming for? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted every song, they kind of lead into each other in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So Blue, for example, was the, I think the second one I wrote that ended up on the EP. Um, and yeah, it's basically just, it's a metaphor, you know, the, if I was pulled down under by the sand beneath your shoes, turning blue. So it's, it's about, the visual is some, I'm being pulled down by quicksand mm-hmm. and somebody's just watching it happen. And I'm wondering, like, are, do you even care that this is happening? Yeah. You know, so instead of just saying, like, do you care about me? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Which I want there's, there's a way to write a song like that, but like, yeah, I just wanted to yeah. create more of a visual effect with these songs that I wasn't used to before. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that song is just somebody really important to me let me down a little bit, and I didn't even know if they cared. Mm-hmm. So it's just that song is definitely the most personal. Yeah, I, I think it kind of comes through. Um, like talking about these ideas, like, like we talked about, you did like the classic rock, and then as we all did when we were young, we mm-hmm. loved that like shitty pop and all yeah. that. Stuff. <laughs> Was there someone lyrically that like you're drawing from a lot? Like you mentioned um, Fleetwood Mac, and I can see that. Yeah, I can see Fleetwood. I feel is, like is there blue... people that you like pull from or? Yeah, lyrically, I don't know. I mean, I started listening a lot to St. Vincent, and her lyrics are crazy. Sometimes I have no idea what she's singing about. Um, but she's very visual. And I feel like, and so it was like Bruce Springsteen and, I, and Jackson Brown, and I just love the way they write because you see what's going on, and you feel it right away. Yeah. You know, I feel like if, if I just say, I'm sad, and say, okay, everybody gets sad, and they can relate to that, but... What do you look like when you're sad? Mm-hmm. Are you crouched down? And are you laying down? Are you crying? Like what are, what's going on? And how is your body? How's your posture? <laughs> that's showing these emotions. You know, like that's what I want to. That's what I care about, and that's what I want to see. What's going on? I don't. You know, I'm sorry you're sad, but you know, I want to know how to help you. It's like a way of like trying to understand people and trying yeah, to find it. I there's like that. just there's a lot more to it than just one line. You know, so I'm still working on that. I'll work on that forever. Yeah. How to really get through to people and how to get through to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like as a person, the more I talk about something, the more I realize what's going on. Yeah. You know, and I feel like the more I write in a different way, I'll realize later, like, that is how I felt. I just didn't know it then. Interesting. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was talking, Rachel and Adopkin, I don't know if you know her, mm-hmm. she just stopped by and, like, she was on the podcast when I first started doing awesome. it. And she was talking about, like, she writes... Like, she writes songs because there's something she has to say. And I think yeah. that's a thing of songwriters is this idea of, like, there comes a moment where, like, there's no other better way to express it. Yeah. And even if you don't realize that's what you're expressing, mm-hmm. that's what's coming out. And I think that's what's clearing things. You did this really interesting thing when you released this album where you did a music video a month for yeah. the month leading up to it. So let's talk about that whole thing because that yeah, must have been was fun. That exhausting. Was, <laughs> that was, I'm so tired. Yeah, I don't know how. You know. Like, okay, so oh you start off. So let's talk about this. When did that when did that come in? Like, where did it start? Where did the idea come from? Um, well, I think I tried to do it with Balance. Mm-hmm. And Balance was released in April. So we had one music video off of it for Tangled. Yeah. And it was fun and everything. And, and before we knew it, it was like September. And I was like, oh, wait, we need to do the next video. And then I was like, but wait, I have new music. Wait. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just, just like, I might as well just, yeah. okay, I have Tangles one video now for the that. single. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I need to focus on the new music. You know, mm-hmm. videos are great, but, you know, they weren't released in a timely fashion. So it was okay. I, like trial and error for balance, basically. Yeah. 
Um, so before I started recording, I literally had, I'm very organized. I have like flow charts and I'm very strategic on my processes for everything, <laughs> like dates, times, budget, everything is lined up. Yeah. I never got that. Uh, yeah. That works it's for some it's people. so important, you know, cause I feel like balance was, I didn't get the videos out because I didn't set a date for them or mm-hmm. I didn't have a plan for them months in advance. So it was in November or October, I sat down, I had a big dry erase board, and I was like, here are all the songs, you know, what are they going to be about, when can we film them so that they're released in time? And I wanted three out before the release show, and then one after. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Blue was the first one, because ha- that was our first idea, me and yeah. Chris come up with these ideas together. Um, and that one was the most clear, we were like, okay, let me just... It's very literal in the sense that um, I'm, I'm singing this song that is so personal to me, and you see it in the video that looks like I'm about to cry. I'm just, like, sad at the microphone. These people are just around me staring. Like, there's no emotion. They're just like, what? You know, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird little video. Yeah. Um, yeah, every video has a theme, and every video starts the way it ends. Is there, so there's one more music video coming out? Yes. Yep, fooling me. So that one, um, we haven't recorded yet. We were going to do one video a month, and then um, I had to change my release date a month later. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to push the next video maybe in July or August. Might just take a time with that one, you know? You'll figure it out. You got this. Yeah, that one, we we had it planned originally, but now we're just kind of more lenient on that because these last three went really well, Mm -hmm. and now I'm just really focusing on the release show and the release of the EP, like, on iTunes and just in general, trying to push that. And then... And when's that release show again? July 8th. Where is that at? At the Yacht Club. And who's playing that with you? Uh, Prim and Ernest. Interesting segue. So uh, let's talk about the idea of... um, (laughs) Because I like... Another thing I do like to do on this when I do them is, like, I like to talk about, like, the idea of, like, what is the scene and what is everyone looking at it? And, like, Mm -hmm. you're... I I, you Because you're, let's, for all intents and purposes, you're an Asbury... Artist, yes. Let's use that phrase. Like, where are you seeing it? Where's Where's it coming from for you? How do you look at it? As an Asbury artist, or just like, how do you look at the scene? I think that's I how I should. Instead of I do this thing where I over-explain my questions and mm-hmm. say, how do you look at the scene? I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely the best thing I've ever done. Getting into this community, mm-hmm. everybody's so welcoming and friendly, and everybody kind of wants just wants to work together. I've written with so many people that. I'm so thankful to have met, mm-hmm. you know, like I would never have met these people if I hadn't come here, obviously, but you know, the shows come a lot easier here than uh, any other place. You know, like, there's so many opportunities to play and it's awesome. Everybody wants you to play Yeah, where I'm from. It's kind of like uh, prove to me that you're going to bring in this amount of people and I want you to play 45 cover songs or you don't get paid, like, things like yeah. that, you know? And here, it's just like, it's so welcoming to original music, and it just it's so encouraging to write more and learn from each other, play shows with each other, and it's just like this awesome community. I just, I don't know how else to describe it, but it, I'm so happy to be a part of it.
<laughs> I'm all about keeping. We said we want to keep it honest, and we want to we yeah. want to express. We want to talk about what we're feeling, what we're thinking about. And I think pitbull and subtweeting are is, two very bad things. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met someone who hated pitbull like you do. It's really special. <laughs> well, now to me. it's just like a joke, you know. No, I want. I didn't I'm, like him, and now I'm like, you, all right, I now, gotta live up to. No, this. you're you're now you're trying to you're trying to backtrack because you're like you're like yeah I'm zen I don't care but like fuck pitbull yes. like now it's a bit now you yes. really hate pitbull I love that's that. honesty right there. All right, so. We have this new album out, um, The Circles. It came out on where? Uh, Everywhere? Yes. It's yep. just, it's just, well, that's, your Spotify, it's hard to. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's talk. Ooh, let's talk about beef and drama. My drama is with Spotify. Let's go. <laughs> let's, because what is, I can't. No, well, it's, I can it's find actually that being one. resolved. Has it been it's resolved? Being resolved. Uh, so a lot of people have the name Mac. It's a very, it's short. It's, it's a common. fairly common name. Right. It's one, I thought you did all caps. <clears throat> yes, so that's the issue. There we go. I have one page with all caps Mac, and I was I verified it, so I'm able to like edit the photos, like it's me controlling this page. But there's like five other people named Mac on that exact page, so it's kind of annoying that there it's not just me. Okay. And then um, something happened in the process of me releasing it through CD Baby that they wouldn't let me have it all caps. So they released it as capital M, lowercase A-C-K. And now it's a whole different Spotify page, a whole different iTunes page. So I talked to them, and I'm like, listen, like now my two releases are separated. If somebody wants to listen to one, like they can't even find the other one unless they search everything they could possibly search for that title. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I was going back and forth with them for months, and I finally got an email today. They're like, we, will, we resolved this. It'll be, you know, one to three weeks or something. Everything will be back. It's all caps. You'll have your own page. I'm like, wow. So by the time this podcast comes out, you can just go on Spotify and iTunes and do Mac All, all Caps. caps Maybe that's what you should name yourself now. Just change the name to Mac All Caps. <laughs> Mac All Caps. Yeah, because I've been, yeah, people would have to search Mac and then the title of the EP, Circles. I, I I respect the the artistic choice, but there, that's the only thing you didn't have any foresight for was just no. Mac. I know. Well, everybody calls me Mac, and I was like, oh, okay, Mac is kind of like that's edgy a good and name. cool. Like yeah, Mackenzie's too sweet. Mackenzie's yeah, Mackenzie Brown. That's like it's just that's yeah, the, that's know. the girl that in middle school you had a crush on that you've never spoken to, but you still <laughs> think about every now yeah. and then. You know that girl? Yeah, but well, Mac is guy. like oof. Mac is like tough with yeah. two Fs. <laughs> yeah. All Mac caps. does, She's Mac does music you. videos with paint and owls. <laughs> What's the owl? Who's oh, the owl? What's oh, his name? His name is Oliver. Oh, uh, yes, Oliver the owl. What yeah. was You just saw it and you're like, there it is. It. That's my, that's my like homie? It, well, the bird thing kind of happened because when <laughs> me and Josie wrote Whirly Bird, mm-hmm. we were like, I think we were working on another song, totally different song. And then we took a break and he had a sentence in front of him and he started like playing this weird progression. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, what's that? And he kind of was joking about it. He was like, wait, what? And I was like, no, like, do that again for a verse. So I started singing over it. And I was like, okay, like, this is sweet. Like, I don't have any lyrics for this song. I don't know what to write about it for this song. <clears throat> and we were like, okay, let's just name it. And I'll write about the name. And on his synth, the setting was Whirly Bird. And I was like, the song's name is Whirly Bird. I don't know what it's about yet, but that's, that's the name of it. Yeah. So I went home and I was like, who reminds me of a bird or what reminds me of a bird that I can kind of like, who's perching on my shoulder and who's looking at me, you know, following me around. And yeah, so I just took that and I was trying to find a bird for a music video. So we went into some like Christmas shop 
had this beautiful owl. And I was like, this is sweet. And the weird thing about owls, I didn't even realize. It wasn't like... Where's this gone? <laughs> I'll tell you. So, owls, I thought, okay, this is a nice bird. And then I realized, after I named the EP Circles, I was like, uh, their necks go 360. Jesus. <laughs> it and all I was like, fits. I was like, oh, my God. I'm upset about how well that all fits. Yeah. Uh, let's jump back, because you said... Um, yeah, we have another microphone set up just in case. <laughs> you almost felt, you almost tripped just over. Just wanted to use this as a hand. Go right press. ahead. It's it's <laughs> recording right now, so we can record your hand touching it. Oh, beautiful. Um, so this uh, when you write, you say you bring in lyrics to people who help you write mm-hmm. chord progressions. Where, like, how much are the lyrics refined by the time you bring them in? Because there's obviously a lot of thought going on. There obviously is that. Like, yeah. So I'll write them and then. I'll tweak it if it's too long for a chorus or too short, and I'll add and I'll take from different sections and things like that. Because um, I have ideas, like this is the verse, this is the chorus, like lyrically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll alter it to how the song is going. Okay. You know, or okay. if there's like a different pre chorus or weird length, you know, I'll just yeah. kind of like cut and paste. My so, it's, but is it a lot of like it's like been rewritten and refined before you even bring it in, or is like a lot of what you're bringing in like the first draft of lyrics that you refine it's as you do? Kind of the first draft because I put a lot of, of thought into what I'm writing when I write it, mm-hmm. and then yeah, if like the sound gives me inspiration for some other s- lyrics or like a different vibe, like Whirly Bird, like the lyrics are so quick, like everything yeah. is chop chop chop, whereas. If I looked at that song, I wouldn't necessarily sing it that way. So it all just kind of comes full circle. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I tweak it definitely. Like but that. it's the idea from the beginning is definitely stays the same. Fairly straightforward. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's certain people who like when they write, uh, they like it's like first draft done, and there's some people who like nonstop working on it until they yeah. drive themselves crazy. Right. Ashley's one of those people that like she's one yeah. of the people she like she's constantly rewriting. Yeah. And well, like it's clear because that's it's a hyper particular thing. Mm-hmm. But, but you gotta put a deadline on it yeah. too, you know, because you will drive yourself crazy. Oh yeah. It'll never be perfect. Yeah, I mean, there's for I say that there's no right answer, but like there is something to be said for that. But there's something to be said for like I wrote this and here it is, and like yeah, very little. Yeah, there's no right or wrong way of doing yeah. it, but. It'd be yeah. funny if you were like, no, 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 they're wrong, and I'm right. <laughs> yeah, That's all you the- suck, and this is the way to do it. <laughs> Yo, you no. get an owl. <laughs> you, you get re- an owl. You remember your dreams. <laughs> you hate Pipple. <laughs> and then you have, and this is how it all comes about. That's yeah. This is your. You should write a book. Yeah. Dreams, Pipples, and owls. Oh God, whatever you do. That's your. Ne- if you- don't follow that. <laughs> That's Save it. yourself. Save yourself from being <laughs> Mac. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's next? What's the plan? What are we doing here? Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's a big the question. most aggressive that I've ever asked that. What are you doing? Question. What are you even doing? Why are you doing this? What's going on <laughs> oh next? Oh my god! You already did the album and the videos. Wow, real impressive. Oh, what's next? Geez. So do you have? You were telling you like you're writing songs now. You're writing more on your own these days. Yeah. Like yeah, full for songs. Sure. How's mm-hmm. that feeling? Really good. Because I just that? I feel so much more confident in what I could do by myself. Mm-hmm. I like that. That was pretty. That was a pretty solid way to have this end. This so like the thing was like the way I used to do is because I was re- like releasing them the week of we were recording them. Like we could go into plugs and be like, "Why are you playing?" But like, do you have like early July? You know exactly when you're playing. Mm-hmm. So do we? Should we go into plugs? Shall we do it? If you want. Finally, all right. I get to say this. Let's go into plugs. So, dearest Mac Mackenzie, where can we find you online? How do um, we find you? I have a website called uh, called www.macnj.com. 
is my website. Um, Spotify, iTunes, you can search capital M-A-C-K. All caps. All caps. Max all caps. Mac all caps. Um, you're on Instagram. You're on the grams. The mostly, mostly Mac. Mac. Which is, do you, do you know Dave Mooney? Does that mean? No. Dave I Mooney, I play for him too. That's ha- literally how he knows you. Like when I like mentions <laughs> like, yeah, I'm doing Mac's music. It goes, oh yeah, mostly Mac. Mostly Mac. <laughs> um, what else do I have? Facebook, Mackenzie Brown. Don't, no, fan do pages, do Mac. We, do, you don't don't dox yourself. Don't feel well, like personal. M- yeah. yeah, I guess. Is so. that you, you, there's Mac the artist. There's Mac the artist. This is who we're here for. We're not here for Mackenzie. Okay, I don't, okay. I don't know what you're doing. I don't right, need to know right. what your Facebook, Facebook status is. Facebook is all caps Mac. Yeah, there you go. That's good. And uh, we got the big. Obviously, we have the big release show. Mm-hmm. And when is that? July eighth. And where is that? Asbury Park Yacht Club. The Yacht Club, mm-hmm. where there is no yacht and you don't need to be in a club. <laughs> nope. <laughs> all right, uh, Maclish, Mac. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Any final words? Hmm. No. I love putting people on the spot because no one has ever gotten good final words. Um, go have a raging dance party. Oh, yeah. You like to do dance parties. That's oh, like your big thing. yeah. You're about the dance party. I'm all about the dance party. Good to know. Is that the thing? Go have a raging dance yeah. party? Go have a raging dance party. I like that. All right. And I will, do, I will do my final words, which as always, keep living and dying in three, four time, folks. <laughs>